0: To changing the sales game on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. You know, I'm happy that you're here. Now as you listen, listen to the show every week, I, I, hopefully that you definitely feel my passion From the perspective of helping you change that word of sales and sales conversations, right, that whole ick factor, I truly hope after listening to the show and my guests and our tips and strategies that you understand sales is an important piece that we're providing solutions for people and it should never be icky or sleazy. It should come from a place of love, care, and respect. Now, to help you on your sales slash business slash career journey, I have um, an all-star community that I am offering, and that information is in the show notes. So if you want to come and play up close and be live with me twice a month, look in the show notes. It's an affordable way for you to have access to me, and I would love for you to come and play and uh, and join me in my community. Now, my motivational quote today uh, to set the stage for today's, uh, topic is by Lawrence J. Peter. And Lawrence says, if you don't know where you're going, you will probably end up somewhere else. So today's quote actually made me laugh as I am now, but it also made me pause and reflect on my own business journey over the past, you know, two plus decades and knowing where I was going. Let me tell you was not always clear and or easy for me to define. Now, I know for me as, as a business owner, finding that next step is important, yet I've also learned that movement forward and even sometimes sideways, um, those little missteps are still good and allows for easier shifts and pivots for us to move forward or whatever it might be. It also allows for learning and defining what is working and actually what's not or what changes need to happen. So is there an easier way to grow a business using goals to support those long-term solutions that stick so that we don't make those missteps? Well, I'm glad you asked. Of course, I have an amazing guest, Amanda Harness. Now, Amanda is the owner of Business Accelerated and works with 7 service-based organizations to resolve the problems that are keeping owners from achieving their business goals. Now, with a focus on growth strategy people in leadership and change navigation, her clients can her clients can close the gap between where they are now and where they want to be. Now, she helps owners determine real goals, support them to increase the speed of execution and provides long-term solutions that stick. So Amanda, thank you so much for being on today and um, for delving into this topic of leadership and change and all the things that we need to do right in our career and business.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Uh, it's, it's a topic I've been sharing a lot about, especially from the goal-setting perspective, just because we're entering the last quarter of the current year, which yeah. means we'll be entering the first quarter of next year sooner than we know. There, I think there's 65 working days in the quarter, so <laughs> that's not a lot of time, and it's a, it's a good topic to, to be bringing up right now.
0: Yeah, especially towards the end of the year. The other thing in the intro, right? It's, it, you help owners determine real goals. So I think that's important. Um, as well as, and you put support them to increase the speed of execution. Um, there has to be action. Otherwise nothing changes. So, um, yeah, yeah, I just wanted to kind of spotlight that you're, you're, yes, you're here to help, but you're also about, Hey, let's create the good goals. But then what does the execution look like? There has to be the movement on the back end. So I appreciate that about you.
1: Yeah, yeah. uh, There's some really startling statistics out there regarding um, how many companies actually do any kind of strategic planning. It's lower than you think. Um, But how many of those strategic plans that are developed actually fail because of the execution process? So that's why I like to stick around and support the implementation of the strategy, because I want it to actually happen for you, you know,
0: (laughs) and not only happen, but. Once you put the action right, action creates reaction, and that's when the magic starts happening. Yeah. Where we start attracting the things, and it, you know, the idea is great, right? You'll you'll see. I end every show, Amanda, saying information is a beautiful thing. You and I discuss whatever it is today we're discussing. Information's beautiful. If I do nothing with that information, it's just information. There's no magic. There's no yeah. reaction that I'm creating out there. So I like that you take it to that last step, and I think that's important for businesses um, to understand sometimes we need, Mm -hmm. we need that um, guidance uh, to to execute correctly. And, and because this is what you do, but we're, we're executing correctly, but speedily, if you will, um, Mm -hmm. because you've been down this road before, right? This is your zone of genius. So I have to ask my first question is business accelerated. Now they'll see, everybody goes to the show notes, expelled incorrectly. So what did you spell it incorrectly on purpose?
1: Um, so there's actually a fun story and then a reason why I ran with it. So the answer is yes. Um, I was on a business retreat, um, and I was facilitating this activity and I went to put the word, um, accelerate on the board and I did spell it (laughs) E-X-C-E-L and I was like, that doesn't look right. And then I kind of thought it was, you know, that's kind of fun. It's like the first half of excellence, um, and so I was like, you know, what if that's a play on words where we're fast, we're, we're faster at it, but we're still excellent while we do it because you can do something fast and it kind of is crappy at the end, right? Like you can do it too fast where it doesn't turn out well, or you can do it fast and it turns out well. So that was kind of the, the idea behind it. I also am a big fan of like 80s rock hairbands. And so then I get to say, like, excellent all the time when I'm describing how it's spelled. So that's kind of fun for me.
0: <laughs> I love you. That's freaking hysterical. <laughs> uh, that's really cute. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, what a great story, but it's a great story to tell, too. It's funny. I had James Clear on my show, Atomic Habits. I don't know if you've read the book, Brilliant Read yeah. for anybody. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. He's Oof. brilliant. But anyway, he's a cool dude, too. Yeah. A little intense, but cool. He, he cracked me up because I said to him, why atomic habits? And so atomic, right? It starts at that atom level and creates, right? Explosions, atomic explosions. And he says, but it's that micro movement forward that creates the trajectory yeah. of great change. So he too had a reason for the word atomic and it's cute to understand that story because there's um, energy and creativity behind it, of course, but there's a reason yeah. why you, why you chose that name. So I think that's really cool. Thank you for, for sharing that. Yeah. <laughs> So talk to me about what your zone of genius, right? Is goals, execution, great. How do you specifically, can you share some stories of how you've helped businesses, um, you know, briefly, just so everybody really understands what your zone is? Because we hear goal and accelerate, um, you know, change. Okay, what does that mean? What do you do for your client?
1: Yeah, Yeah. so there is so much more behind the idea of how do we make it faster, right? Because like I said, we want to do it faster- and still just as good or better Um, and so that doesn't just mean that we're hurried in our work so essentially when i'm helping an organization define real goals like i mentioned it's helping them um, understand what it is they really want in the long term so one of my superpowers is really being able to hear what someone's saying even if it's not the words they're using so i can hear the things underlying of what it is they really do want moving forward and so we better define that more clearly. And then we work our way backwards to create that plan of how they're going to get from where they stand to where they want to be. Um, and then, and that includes, you know, anyone that might be in the organization that's going to help them get there, any other teams, leadership, anyone like that. So there is a people aspect involved in all of this because I work with all service-based businesses. And so people are the business of business in that way that it's them that's carrying this organization toward its goals. Um, not just the selling of a product or that sort of thing. Um, so there is, other than helping them create these plans and put it into work, there is a lot of addressing the people side of the business um, that might include some guidance and coaching when it comes to leadership. Anyone up through you know, the executive suite down to middle managers and team leaders, whoever needs that extra support to amplify their leadership because that carries over into a high-performing team um, which increases your speed for things. So a higher performing team with amplified leadership gets to where they want to go faster because not only are they more efficient in their work, we find where there's breakdowns and gaps and silos and things, um, but they're also more engaged in that work or more invested in the long-term vision that they now finally understand. Um, they also have a better knowledge of what role they play in that not only in the long term, but even for the guy next to them, right? Like I, they better understand how their work affects everything on the atomic level as well as on you know, the macro level. So um, when we're creating this increase, increased speed of execution, it involves actually knowing where you wanna go and how you're gonna get there and who is gonna help you get there too.
0: Yeah. And and this is such an important piece of the puzzle. It's fascinating because my corporate clients, you know, I come in, I, my, my jam is sales, right? Sales service and then coaching the managers or the coaches to make sure that whatever's being taught is actually implemented, executed, right? So that yes. there's an accountability and all of those things. And when I go in a lot of times I'll, I'll, you know, you're, you're consulting and you're saying, you know, you don't have the right people in the right spots per se, no. <laughs> excuse me. So, and, and their feeling is, well, I have a body in that job, but is it the right body? And that's where you, I listen, that's not my, I'm not a leadership expert. I'm a sales expert, but that's where you come into play to say, well, wait a minute, before you do this additional training, we want to get the right people in place because if we don't have the right people in place, this is going to go nowhere fast. Number one, number two, you're throwing money away, money and time, which is Mm -hmm. resources that businesses can't afford to throw away. And the other thing I wanted to say um about that is we lead through people. So when when you know I sit and and I sit and talk to the executive team and they're talking about the strategy, my next question is what's the skill level of your people? And this is this and I I wonder if you find this as well. I'm fascinated that they think the skill level oftentimes of the employee is much better than what the actual skill level is. And that's not a put down or a criticism. It's you're creating strategies that aren't going to be able to be executed at at a high level of what your expectation is because the people don't have the skill to do it. Now, yes, they're bringing me in to do the training, but they think we're coming in at a much higher level. And that's dangerous because you're setting people up for failure um, and you're setting organization up for failure. And that's just not a good combination.
1: Well, the other aspect there, too, is not only do, like you said, leadership often has a higher level in their mind than what the people actually have. They also have a higher level in their mind and leadership's mind than what the people feel themselves. So oftentimes, if you really ask a team member, um, they are not as confident in their work as their leadership thinks they should be or could be. Um, So not only maybe are they lacking in certain areas of skill that we can either help them navigate and learn from or move the work around into someone else's hands where it makes sense. Um, but we can also, there's also an issue with their, their confidence. And so if they're feeling lacking themselves, their ability to execute on something lacking confidence, it's not gonna get you where you wanna go either.
0: No, it's funny when I teach my coaching class and, you know, again, we've done sales training, right? So then I create little cheat sheets, but I say, here's the thing. You have to look at the person right here, right now, from this perspective, Mm -hmm. what is the skill? So let's say for me, um, they want the employees to make telephone calls for follow-up. Meanwhile, the person has never been on the telephone for this kind of job before ever, right? So their, their ability is low their motivation is low because they're afraid of of failure and their confidence is low because they don't know what they're doing. And now they're getting on the, you you want me to do what? So their confidence is down. And the the other thing that I have found is typically as we address the ability, right? I coach somebody on the, on the phone skills. I let them watch me. We debrief together, right? There's a whole process. Ability goes up. Confidence is tethered to it. Usually the confidence goes up and then the motivation comes along with it. But if we have that objective, and then this is the example I always use, Amanda, and I'm sure you see this too, when you're working with the leaders, we'll have them make more phone calls. Meanwhile, the person is horrific on the phone. 10 phone calls were a big failure. Now we're making them do 25. It's a bigger failure. Confidence goes down. I'm going to get fired or they end up leaving. So we create mm-hmm. this angst. It becomes That's exactly right. It yeah. becomes this whole self-propelling of prophecy. Do you see that a lot in what you do as well?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I... And it, what it sounds like you're helping them discover um, is something that I label as the elephant in their boardroom. Um, and i it's basically what is the actual underlying issue? Because the symptoms they're feeling that, and that they're seeing, um, those, that's not the thing. The thing is actually over here and it's this. So your example was um, they've never really been on the phone and they're afraid of failure and honestly, when you're on a phone call like that, you don't know what to expect, right? We, You don't know what that other half of the phone call is going to go. So if you don't feel good in your ability to react well to whatever they might say, phone calls are scary. Um, I have a similar example where I was working uh, with a CEO of a company um, and they had someone on a team who um, they always seemed to get stuck when if they were emailing with clients and clients weren't emailing back, they just kept trying to email and not hearing back versus trying some other avenue, like picking up the phone. Yeah. And the CEO was frustrated, like, why, aren't, why won't they just pick up the phone? I don't understand. It's like, probably because they don't want to. <laughs> like They're trying to avoid picking up the phone. And then the CEO came back and said, well, but part of their services is they, they help conduct interviews and recruit for the other clients they're working with. Like, well, but she's on phone interviews all the time and she's really confident and enjoys those. And I said, yes, but she's in the driver's seat of those conversations. She knows what questions she's going to ask. She can anticipate what that phone conversation is probably going to look like. Whereas if she's calling someone basically saying, hey, I haven't heard back from you. You're terrible at getting back to me is what she thinks she's saying. And she's a people pleaser. So she doesn't want to call that person (laughs) when she feels like she's got an underlying tone of, hey, you're bad at calling me back. Or, or you're bad at emailing me back and I had to call you in order to get a hold of you. That's what she thinks she's doing. So no way is she, A, not comfortable on the phone because she doesn't know how to, what to expect of that conversation. And B, she's a people pleaser. No way is she going to pick up the phone unless you tell her to. Um, so yeah, that's like, and, but the CEO was like, oh, I never thought of it that way. And I feel like you are good at uncovering those elephants just like I kind of do as well.
0: Yeah. And, and, and then it's so funny that as you were sharing, I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Like I totally understand that she's good in the phone in one aspect. That doesn't mean she's good on the phone for every aspect. It's a totally different skill following up with someone saying, Hey, what's going on versus, Hey, I'm interviewing you for a job. Two very different, um, aspects of that phone conversation. So yeah, we have to, and that's the other thing too, uh, Amanda, I think you do this. We'll talk more about the, the goal setting, right. To get there faster and easier, but that's the piece of the puzzle. I think, well, they're good on the phone. No, they're good on this piece of the phone, but there's 10 other aspects to the phone. You have to break each of those 10 aspects into mini coaching sessions or mini conversations to build ability, yeah. confidence and motivation, right? It's, it's, um, yeah. we, we lump, we bring the kitchen sink and we lump them into that, you know, well, they've been doing this for 25 years. No, they've never been on the phone for 25 years. Like let's understand where people are coming from.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I um, I, ha- I have education in human behavior, uh, psychology, and um, communication. And so I bring a lot of that in to help them uncover. I mean, people are really cool, right? But they're also like hard and weird sometimes. And so helping them see through some of that stuff and better understand like how people work. And it's so context based um, is, is the fun part of like bringing this in and helping them see these ahas.
0: I love it. I love it. I know it feels good, right? That's, that's what we love what we do (laughs) when we teach and on the corporate side, you have a bigger impact because there's just more people right on the corporate versus just a a single business, you know, single solopreneur. Um, All right. So talk to me about how do, how do your, your clients get their, their goals, right? Faster and easier. We keep talking about, do you have a methodology or something that you use?
1: Yeah. So there is uh, I have found so often that, um, organizations originally, when they started, when they developed, they created these visions, missions, values, things like that. Um, and even if they are carried over over the years, which oftentimes they do drop off, but even if they are carried over, that either the everything in the company has changed enough that these mission, vision, and values might need to be revisited and never were, or the mission, vision, and values um, have been carried over, but in the same way over and over. So there's this foundational piece of these either newer types of businesses that really need to be assessed and, and solidified, or these older organizations that need to be revisited um, that create essentially a North Star for people. Um, and it, it's one thing to have those things, a mission, a vision, and, and, and values, um, and another to like, live and breathe it. And we've heard that before. That's not new information, Um, but the way that you approach it is in my, the way that I help people approach it is through their leadership, right? So it's that lead by example type, um, scenario, and that's kind of the the most simplest way to put it, but how are you showing these aspects in your, in your business and not just through fun campfire stories, but if you value family, um, what are, you know, your PTO policies or what are, you know, your holiday, how you, how do you treat holiday times? That's one that's been coming up recently um, in regard to strategy because we're about to hit Q4 and everybody is going to, all the priorities are going to be split, right? They want to be at home doing fun holiday things with nice. family or friends, and they're in the, the final push for the year to reach their goals and their revenue marks. And so if their attentions are torn um, during this time, then having a really structured, not only quarterly strategy, but what are we setting ourselves up for next year is gonna help you get there faster, there in quotes, right? Wherever there might be, um, is if you always know what that North Star is, then you know why you're creating what you're creating and how you're gonna get there. Um, And so if you always have that happening, no matter what whirlwind is going on, um, that's what makes it faster and easier is having that clarity and disseminating the information correctly. So I'm kind of long-winded here, but uh, you asked about a methodology in it. So I start with that foundation, um, that foundational piece. We create their long-term visions. Usually I go about five years out. Um, beyond that, it becomes nebulous for people. Yes. And so much change, it changes over time. That's like, yeah. you, there's too much that's going to happen, right? So we usually go five years out and then we work backwards to three years, one year, current quarter. And so that's when we develop their plans and, and inside this facil- facilitation that I do when we're creating this is where we are determining who, what, when, how, all of this stuff. So it is pretty structured. It is really detailed with agility as things come up, things will come up. Um, so it's kind of a if, if, then what type scenarios that we go over um, helping mitigate risk. And, and then the part where I help them implement it does include how we're gonna disseminate information throughout the organization. So this faster, easier aspect is really woven in um, throughout the entire process by creating this foundation, by having this plan that includes a lot of detail and agility and includes how are you going to communicate this to everybody? Because you can't just hand people like, okay, here's new things to do they're going to feel like, okay, there's new things for me to do on top of what I'm already doing. That's right. And that's not what you intend to do. So you have to make it more clear than that.
0: Yeah. And, and brilliant because we lead through people, right? So if people are at the core of our execution, we have to communicate to them. And I, and it's funny, many, many years ago when I was in corporate. We had gone through a merger, the one bank, we bought another bank. And can I tell you, it was seamless. It was beautiful. I had been through so many mergers. I thought, who are these people? We bought the other bank. The communication from our execs and from their execs, we took the best of their bank, the best of our bank, and merged it into a new culture. It was amazing. Several years later, I was still with that bank. We got bought out by, we got bought out now. It was cloak and dagger. There was no communication. People mm-hmm. didn't know if they had their jobs. And that's ultimately when I came home to my husband and said, yeah, this game, it's, I'm done. I need more. I need yeah. control of my income, but I need control of my destiny. We had two babies at home and that cloak and dagger that, you know, it's a needs to know. That's nonsense. You, when you're going through a change, a strategic plan, whatever it is, you need to over communicate. I'm not saying coddle people, yeah. but you need to communicate. So that they understand where do I fit into whatever the strategic plan and vision is. And if I don't fit in, how are you going to bring me along to give me the education, the knowledge, whatever it is that you're asking me to do now, the phone call, right? How are you going to train me to be able to do what the strategic plan is? you have to over, over communicate. And we, as humans, we're really not good at that. It's like, we're afraid mm-hmm. of the, the feedback or the response. And the, the answer is not communicating. You're, you're um, you're creating angst and your execution is going to be stalled. It's going to be flawed. You're going to have saboteurs. Um, you create this yep. whole other dynamic that you could avoid by commute by clarity of the of whatever the strategic plan is, but then also how do the people fit in? I think we forget that.
1: Yeah, and what you what you were doing there was asking a lot of questions. And often one of the biggest things that I help instill directly into leadership so that they can carry that out as a new cultural aspect in the company is a sense of curiosity. Um, and curiosity meaning more just asking a lot, enough questions not curiosity in the sense of making it feel like people are challenging you all the time. Um, You know, we're not trying to push back on hierarchy or anything like that, but in order to communicate enough um, over communicate without it feeling micromanagey, you just need to be curious. Leadership needs to remain curious. They need to ask questions downward just as much as downward needs to ask them upward. Um, And if both sides are asking enough questions, that's what creates the clarity and so having a sense of curiosity throughout the organization and it's curiosity from a sense of wonder right like okay what could be how how are we going to do this what is my role and and it just creates that understanding that you're talking about that moves things along much more smoothly which make things faster
0: and easier. And and you're getting buy-in that they, especially Uh if I resonate with the vision of the organization, I'm going to step up my game because I believe in where the organization's going, whatever shift they're making to serve in the community, whatever it is, right? So that that gets the buy-in as well. It's fascinating. My younger son, he works remotely and he works for an international company. He's on with the UK most of the day, and I'm here in Jersey. And the CEO of the organization, he's so funny. He's like, "Oh yeah, we had another team meeting," and I'm like, "Oh, that's good." He's, "Oh yeah, mom, I know everybody internationally. It's fascinating to see this 23 year old know people all over the world now." And my husband and I at night, you know, "How were your day with the boys?" And and my one son, he's, "Oh yeah, the, the CEO was on, and he was asking about how he could do a better job because he wants to make sure we're engaged. He wants to continue to create that team environment." My husband and I are impressed because I said, wow, like this CEO, he gets that they're all over the place and it doesn't mean we'll do your job. You know what you're doing. He's saying, how can I challenge you? But how can I create more engagement? How can I create more teamwork, even though we're at every you know corner of the world? Um, that's that vision. And my son feels that he fits into that being here in the United States, in New Jersey, working remotely and not meeting these people. He still feels very connected to them. I think the CEO is doing an exceptional job with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's maybe one of those examples that helps point out how an organization might be living or carrying out their values or vision or that yeah. sort of thing. Is It's not that they're just putting these fancy words on posters or saying them every time they're in a meeting and asking for short stories. They're, what they're doing is trying to instill a culture of we're here together. This is what we want as an organization. And you're a part of that. And what they're, they're saying that without saying that, right? Him offering up, I'm the CEO. I'm at the top, like figuratively, right? Um, but I actually wanna be down in the seat with you too. So how can I be available to you because I want this organization to succeed and I'm acknowledging the fact that I need you in order to have that happen. So how can I help you help me? That's, so he's saying that without saying that just by his actions and that's how you live out you know this foundation that I was kind of talking about earlier. So thank you for that example and bringing it up.
0: Yeah, and and I think that's important. And it's how hard is that? <laughs> How much yeah. <laughs> effort really is it for that CEO? And, and now is he on every meeting? It, no, but they have these team meetings at least once a month. How much time is that? How much effort? But the message, like my son feels like he belongs. This is the first job to think about it. He, mm-hmm. he love, you know, he loves. Okay. Um, he loves the people he's working with. He's getting to know them. And again, we live in different parts of the world. So commend that CEO for that. Now, another question yeah. for you. What, what are the solutions? You know, I, I understand this, but I think we need to dig in. And this will be my last question because we're almost out of time. But what are solutions that stick? Mm. Yeah.
1: Mm. So I don't like providing band aids, right? Of course, when we come in, um, like the organizations I typically work with, like, pardon my French, but they're not like a shrik's roll. They're not shenanigans, right? Like, it's n- not everything falling apart. Um, they're okay. And yeah. you say it kind of high pitched like that, like, they're okay. Um, but they're not awesome. And they know awesomes is an option. They either yes. a just don't quite know, they know it's an option, but not quite what it looks like, or they know what it looks like and not how to get there. And so that's where this strategy and then the people that are going to get you there kind of come into play. Um, and so, of course, when we come in, there might be things that we discover where we just need to make the bleeding stop. So let's f- fix those first. Yeah. Um, but I work fractionally, I'm not your employee forever, I will not always be here. And I like this empowerment that people get by working with me because I don't want to leave you with something that's completely reliant on me.
0: Yes. Um,
1: I want you to be able to move forward in the long term. And so the idea of solutions that stick is that it's not band-aids. And a lot of that comes from creating the support that I provide with this implementing the strategy. Part of it's creating habits and new accountability structures and things that will carry over beyond just me helping um, and then that's why I work so closely with leadership because leadership is typically up in the position they are because they tend, they intend to stick around. Um, anyone that's down in employees may turn over, like they may stick around a long time, but they may turn over, especially these days with the generation coming up, it sounds like they move around companies a lot. So if you only work directly and focus, like if an organization only focuses on improving the team and you have turnover, you keep losing any of the improvement you've made. Mm-hmm. But if you work with leadership and teach them how to improve teams, then no matter what turnover you see in teams, it will always be up to par because the leader knows how to bring them up to that. And so that's creating solutions that stick. Um, also, some of that psychology, communication, and human behavior that I, I bring in and teach them some of that, um, that their better understanding of what makes people tick is a solution that sticks. Um, And then the last thing is how I help uncover that elephant in the boardroom. It's these things that have maybe been around that they've either previously gone unseen or chosen to kind of avoid and ignore. We're finally bringing them to light. Um, I'm able to help them facilitate conversations that are productive and allow them the, the comfortability and confidence to finally identify it, own it, and then work to resolve it. And it's sometimes it's a little thing that creates a big chaos, and sometimes it's big stuff that's a little more obvious. but Being able to show them these underlying things, I'm like, oh, I see why that person doesn't want to make phone calls. Now maybe I understand why 10 people don't want to make phone calls. That's right. You know, so those kind of elephants that I bring up and show them, it's a skill that can exercise and grow, um, but it's also some new knowledge and education that they're bringing on that again creates that solution that sticks.
0: And, And here's the thing, too, Amanda, at the end of the day, by doing this, now the leaders, right? It's got to start with the top down. Now those leaders, if they have a strategy and they have those values and they have that c- culture, right? Cause I work a lot with companies too with the cult. Mine is the sales and service culture. Um, but that culture that they're creating, what happens to the, the turnover? It goes down because people understand how their values meet the values of the organization and again, see how they can contribute to the success of the organization themselves, their team, and all those things. So it's it's like a win-win-win trifecta when we put these things in place, because then the employee does feel valued, does stick around and adds value to the organization as a whole, because now they have a voice that they can help with the innovation and all the things going forward to make the strategic plan work. And then the execution happens so that we can create more revenue at the end of the day. It's so simple in logic, yet the execution, again, that's why I love the name of your business, but that execution, everybody understands it. They don't know how to do it. And that's why people like you are needed out there. People like me are needed out there. Um, we can't know everything as leaders. We have to know when to say, whoa, I think I have a blind spot. I understand the concept. I don't even know where to begin, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. That deserves a boom shakalaka, Connie. That was a great way to sum all that up. Boom shakalaka. <laughs>
0: You crack me up. And and is, are they things like your 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 client, right? Are they the things that, that they're thinking like, I understand the value. like everything I just said, they're like, Yes, I want my people to feel empowered. Yes, I want to slow the the revolving door. Um, yes, I want people to feel empowered, yes, I want to make more revenue, right? All of those things, I'm not sure where to begin. Is that kind of when they think, Oh, I think I better call Amanda? Is that a good yeah. kind of linchpin?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure where to begin or again, I know it's an option. I just don't exactly know what needs to happen to get us there. Um, and I'm ready to do it. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of people that want those things. Um, and then when I get in there, it turns out that they want me to wave a wand. Um, and so the people that I work the best with are action oriented because increasing the speed of execution implies that we're taking some action.
0: (laughs) It's funny. I just had a conversation, um, with a business owner and they're like, yeah, I think I want to hire you small, uh, a private client, not one of my corporate clients. And as we were talking and I'm like, okay, you know, if you want to work with me, I'm I'm cool with that. Right. I'm not pushy. You know me, I'm not pushy. And then she (laughs) emailed me. She goes, yeah, I can't do this. I'm not, I'm, I'm in overwhelm. And I said to my husband that night, I said, you know, I just laugh because they know I'm the solution in this case, whatever, right. Was to help her with her sales conversation. She's trying to break into corporate clients, all of that, but they're not ready to put, and they think I have the magic pill. Like if you just say this phrase, your sales will go up to a hundred percent. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Right. There's mindset, there's psychology, there's a whole bunch that goes into it. You have to be ready to make the move. So I think that's yeah. important too, right? You have to be that action mindset understanding, but then understanding, whoa, I really do need to have action behind this wish list, if you yeah. will. Right? Yeah. yeah. And you're with them every step of the way, thank goodness. So that they literally The missteps, like I said in my intro, right? The missteps Mm -hmm. become minimized because they have you saying, well, I would, I would do it this way versus that way. Here's some stats as to why this might work faster and get it to stick, right? That's the change is great, but we need it to stick. Otherwise we backslide. And then a year from now, we're exactly where we are now. What's the good of, of, uh, the effort and money that we're putting into things, right? It's kind of silly. Yeah. Yeah. So. If you need more Amanda in your life, again, she's just, she's in, she's one of my peeps, right? We're networking all the time. We're in groups together. Um, that's why she's on the show. Cause I think she's brilliant and amazing. Um, please go to her website, which is businessaccelerated.com. Of course, cause it's spelt weird. It's not spelled that weird. It's just missing an L. I will um, I will put that in the show notes. Additionally, if you have a question specific for Amanda, pick her brain. Um, her email is Amanda at businessaccelerated.com. And one last thing, you have a free gift that talked talk about the free gift, yeah, please.
1: Yeah, so I created a resource um, be, because of these common breakdowns I was seeing pretty, pretty all over the all over the board in leadership. So I have this free download called the seven early warning signs of leadership breakdowns. Um, and it really goes through these seven things that you might be able to self-identify as happening in your organization nice. um, that are early warning signs to much bigger problems. So it's just a downloadable PDF information you can read through. If you do want more at the end of that, there is an opportunity to fill out what's called the leadership maximizer audit. And there's a link there. So link on the PDF. And it takes you to uh, another free resource where you can fill out 12 questions. Um, The answers get sent to me based on your responses. I give you a a free executive summary that helps you know how to amplify your leadership kind of right off the bat. So um, there's kind of a two in one, but there's definitely that free download PDF to start with.
0: And and here, if you feel it's last quarter. So, you know, if you're thinking about, hey, what we're planning budget for next year, all of those things. I would download that to see because it's going to become evident where the breakdowns are, I think. Because if Well, wait, let me rephrase that. If you're honest with yourself, I think you'll easily yeah. see where the breakdowns are, <laughs> which again is part of that journey of clarity. Once we have clarity, then it's easier to execute because we know what that next step is. And then thank you so much. So at the bottom of that, there's a link to the audit. If they want to deep dive, more action oriented folks, right? Not just because some people are still in the thinking phase. Um, there might not yeah. be a budget or whatever, right? But start, you got to start somewhere. And then that other reason Source for the audit, get, get a little bit deeper dive, right? A little bit more action oriented yeah. for them. Wonderful. You Thank it. you so much. I, I really appreciate that, Amanda. Thank you for being on. And I love the, um, the methodology that you go through. And I, for me, solutions have to stick. Otherwise, we're on that hamster wheel and we're, we're doing the same thing, right? Definition of insanity. We keep doing the same thing, thinking we're going to get a different result. We put something in place, mm-hmm. but then the execution falls and it doesn't stick. Then we're right back to square one. So time and money for yep. me are two really important um, resources that I I personally don't take lightly. So I hope everybody listening appreciates um, your the way you execute. I think that's really important. So thank you so much for sharing.
1: Yeah, thanks for allowing me the time to talk about it.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love hanging out with you. And I hope you (laughs) will join me weekly as we question build and discover no matter where you are in your business, your career. um, I hope my guests and I, again, provide some tips, strategies, and tools for you to take immediately and implement. So even if you just download, if you're a leader in an organization or you're trying to get promoted within an organization, download that PDF, maybe take that um, audit and just see where you fall. Information is wonderful if it provides clarity so that you can create that action which creates ac- reaction which creates the magic right of revenue and all those things that we're seeking in our business and our career so again um, please use the resources I hope today's conversation helped you in some way um, again on your journey of career business etc so thank you so much for tuning in you've been listening to changing the sales game with me your host Connie Whitman as always I enjoy having you I am honored that you're here on this journey with me and I truly hope that you tune in weekly and find value in the conversations I have with my guests. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week, everyone, and I'll see you next week. Have a great one.
1: Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.